welcome everybody to the Leaders Podcast. Uh, today on the show we have John Chung, who is the owner and founder of Evolve Strength Gyms. Um, he founded it in 2015. Yeah, is that correct? Yeah. And prior to that, he was the former fitness and active lifestyle unit training specialist for the Edmonton Police Services. Uh, he's also tr- uh, been a trainer for the Edmonton Eskimos, if that's correct. Yep. Yeah, uh, that was for a couple of years as well. Yep. Yeah, so um, very well versed in personal training and all aspects of it. And now he's been operating his own franchise business and a set of businesses for a long time. So, hi, welcome. Thank you. Thank yeah. you for having me, Matt. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> so, I the reason I wanted to have you on the show was because you have such a compelling founding story. Again, it's just so simple, but so great. So can you talk about how you came up with the idea for Evolve and how it's evolved since then? Uh, yes. I like the pun. <laughs> yeah, sure. It's, it's pretty It's pretty neat, I guess, and, and simple, super simple. So um, I guess I'll start way back when, because it does set the precedent of why I did it, I guess. Yeah. Um, so my parents owned a candy store, still own a candy store, um, small mom and pop shop on the north side, and they've had it for like... 35 years. And I grew up going to the candy store um, and seeing like how a small operation operates and the work-life balance in a small business is awful. It was terrible because uh, either my mom would be working or my dad would be working. So it was very rare to see both of them at the same time. On weekends, you could, right? Um, but nighttime, usually not. So in my head when I was a kid, I was like, I'll never open a business. Because it, it just it made no sense to me whatsoever. Like, why would you sacrifice so much of your free time for a business? Yeah. Right? So I never wanted to open a business. Um, so, you know, went to U of A, did my undergrad in phys ed, graduated in 2010, worked there uh, for about five years, uh, as well as doing personal training on the side, and then Eskimos as well. So mainly stayed in the strength conditioning world. I uh, worked with the Golden Bears for a lot, uh, Alberta Sport Development Center which is a company that we took pretty much our athletes moved on to national team. Yeah. Got exposure to a ton of uh, athletes from fencing, snowboarding, martial arts. Hey, you guys. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, a, a whole plethora of um, sports. It was really, really cool. Um, and then from there, worked with the Eskimos for a couple of years as our head strength coach. That was awesome. Yeah. That was one of the kind of first aspects of we wanted to bring uh, Evolve into life. Mm-hmm. Um, and then from there, I went to the police, worked for a couple of years, and then uh, left there, and then had no idea what to do. And then that's how it kind of created Evolve. So um, it's kind of based on two things. Um, one is when I was working at a university, we were in this gym called the High Performance Training and Research Center, which essentially was just a big gymnasium. They turned into a gym. So it was like a regular yeah. gymnasium with basketball courts. And I thought, oh, okay, well, there's space here. Uh, let's build a gym. So all they did was they put... 15, 20 squat racks, 15 platforms, uh, and spin bikes. And yeah. open space. And yeah. we trained the varsity athletes there. And we had so many people calling us saying, hey, can you come use your space? Mm-hmm. It's only available at varsity or ASDC uh, athletes. So we said, hey, sorry, no, can't. And I was like, why don't you just let them in? They go, well, it's you know, university, so we can't. So I knew there was a demand of a high-performance gym to the public. So that was in my head, okay, that's pretty interesting. Then when I was working with the Eskimos, uh, main role for the in-season was if somebody injured themselves, it'd be me, another strength coach, two athletic therapists, Cairo, um, physio, five physicians, uh, working together to create a 
we're trying to play protocol to get the athlete on the field as soon as possible. So they're injured, right? They're you know being paid just to be to sit. So uh, upper management wanted that athlete to be on the field as soon as possible. So if someone had an injury that would usually take what two months to recover, you hopefully get them back in a month, right? And I saw just the ability for a team uh, team treatment model to push this athlete onto the field so well. And I thought, man, this is wicked. I wish there was, this was available to people uh, in the public. But really, I thought if you're either a pro athlete or in the hospital, you can get this team-based approach for treatment. Mm-hmm. Everything else, nowhere else. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so if I was just like a regular weekend warrior and I bust my ankle, yep. I need to go find my own Cairo, I need to find my own personal trainer, and they're not probably not going to talk to each other. So it's me trying to do it all, rather than if I would be able to go to a center and have them all in the same building, that'd be way easier for treatment. Right. So that was kind of the two big pushes uh, that I thought, okay, well, there's nothing in the market right now. Uh, I do see a demand from the high-performance side. Uh, this model has been done before. Let's give it a try. And then also, I was working at World Health at the time, uh, and I had some personal trainer friends who were wanting to leave and take their clients somewhere else. And the only options were places that were charging like two grand in rent. Mm-hmm. So I thought, hey, if I charge like 500 bucks in rent, uh, would you guys come over? And they said, absolutely. Yeah. Uh, and I said, I would only do a contract. I don't want to do employee-based because I... You can see the issues of having a lot of employees, uh, especially in the personal training world. Okay. Um, Just because of liability? or More so blame. Okay. Yeah. So it was, yeah. it was really interesting that I saw anyway, and this probably is true in the majority of employee-employer uh, positions, is that if the employees aren't busy, they blame the employer. Uh, and I saw that with personal training. Like, oh, hey, like I, I need more clients. They'll rely on um, their employer to give them more clients. Sure. And it was always such a competitive environment. So say you had 15 trainers in one spot, but they're all kind of fighting for the same pie. Yeah. It was brutal. Yeah, like people, I can imagine. Yeah, so yeah. I thought if I was going to do it, everyone would be contractors. You, you run your own business. You take care of yourself. Uh, I'll assist you if I can. Uh, but, uh, you know, you're reaping the rewards because I'm not taking a big cut. Mm-hmm. So the, the onus is on you. And that's worked great. Um, so <clears throat> I ended like... Uh, Ended working with the police in around August of I think, 2014. And uh, I had no idea what to do. Yeah. And people were like, open a gym, open a gym. I was like, no, that is the <laughs> stupidest thing in the world. Why would I go into perfect competition with, with everyone else? Yeah. Because you're just essentially fighting for margin. The margin's going so, so small. So if it kept on annoying me, and I kept on saying no. But then one day I thought, okay, well, if I was going to do this, what would I do? And I kind of pulled those two things. I thought, okay, well, I would do a... Large gym. I wouldn't do a small gym. I'd have to go big because if I go small, I'll, I'll just be working myself there the whole time. So yeah, I need to sure. be big enough to have high enough revenue to hire employees. So this location that we're at, it's 13,000 square feet. That's the first one. Our biggest one right now is 25,000. Yeah, and that's... Uh, downtown. That's, that's downtown. Yep. Um, so, okay, I need to go big. And um, I need to just go look at spaces. And have as many professionals in one space as possible. Uh, what was actually kind of funny with that, um, that was never my intention. It was always in the back of, back of my mind that it'd be cool to have all these things, um, Cairo, physio, massage. Yep. It wasn't my intention first. It, my first intention was just high-performance gym. Okay. And then when I was looking online uh, at buildings, 
we saw this building and another one right across the onto 75th Street. Mm -hmm. I was like, that one's going to be the one for sure because that one's way more exposure. Uh, and that's what I want. So I called up the real estate agent and I said, hey, I want to look at these buildings. I'm more interested in that one. He said, okay, well, let's come to this one first and we'll go to that one just because they're close. Yeah. So we come to this one and we start walking through it and I just see offices upon offices upon offices upon offices. So this building has, before it was one whole building, there was 25 offices. Okay. I thought this would be perfect. I could rent them out to massage, physio, chiro, acupuncture. This is exactly, uh, that could work. Bring all the professionals under one roof. Sure. Went to that building, didn't have any offices. Okay. Better exposure. Uh, I was like, ah, shit. Uh, let's, let's go to this one. <laughs> because I didn't want to do the build out. Yeah. Uh, yeah so, yeah, sure. that's how it really kind of started. I was like, hey, I saw that there was an opportunity for the offices. Not well, it wasn't my initial thought. Yeah. Uh, but, yeah, just did that. Yeah, I found your uh, original Reddit post to kind of oh. test out the, <laughs> yeah. the idea, too, and I really loved it. So, like, <laughs> yeah. Just yeah. basically put it out there and ask them, like, hey, this is the gym I want. What do you guys think? Like, yeah, yeah. that Reddit thing. I got so many people yeah. from the from Reddit. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, everyone should use Reddit. It's awesome. <laughs> yeah. As a way to just, like, test their idea. Totally, yeah. And to get good feedback. Like, the AMAs, ask me anything. Yeah. I know when, uh, this reminded me, like, when Don Iverson was first, first running years back, he did a ask me anything. I'm oh, really? a counselor. Yeah. Oh, cool. Yeah, ask me anything. You know, ton, massive thread. It's a good way to get buy-in. Yeah. Because you can have a direct conversation with someone. Wow. So that's what I use as well. I said, well, what do you want to see in a gym? Yeah. Just that's like, actually a really good tip. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, like I always thought that uh, the best way to get people excited about something is to make them feel like they're a part of it. Yeah. So all the questions on Instagram and stuff like that, I would say, hey, this is the paint color. What do you think? And people start commenting. Hey, like, we're going to do this. What do you think about this? So they really feel invested. Yeah. So what's interesting is when we first um, had the building and we had all the flooring come, I was like, how am I going to leave this floor myself? Yeah. And I just put, put it up like on Instagram. Like, hey, like, <laughs> have this floor come and like, who wants to come help? Who wants to help? I'll, I'll buy a pizza. And there's 40 people that came. Yeah. <laughs> it was crazy. crazy. Yeah. And people were messaging me that day. like, hey, uh, are you still laying the floor? I'd love to come and help. Yeah. yeah, yeah. It was crazy. Why are you coming to wow. help? Wow. Yeah. It was awesome. really cool. Really, really yeah. cool. Yeah. Um, yeah. So then we opened the gym. Uh, yeah. So finished uh, working with the police in August. Thought of the idea like September, October. Sure. Uh, people ask me what I did for uh, my, my uh, training or research. Yeah. I didn't do any business classes. Yeah. But what I did was I watched 16 seasons of Shark Tank. <laughs> I just, yeah. All like, in a row. All in a row. <laughs> yeah. All in a row. I was like, well, I got nothing else to do. I'll just watch some Shark Tank. So what did you learn from, from that? Um, value proposition. Uh, knowing um, cost of acquisition yeah. of clients, lifetime value of a client, and, and knowing your numbers. Yeah. So interesting. Yeah. yeah. Oh, that's funny. I know. It was hilarious. <laughs> Who's your favorite shark? Uh, I would say it's a toss-up between Mark Cuban and, uh, oh, shit, what's his name? Uh, Hirschbeck. Robert Hirschbeck. Oh, okay. Yeah. I like their yeah. best, personalities the best. I think if I was to choose someone, yeah. I would go with Mark. Yeah. But I, I like... Uh, Robert's personality. Being oh, okay. Yeah. I know. <laughs> it's it, funny. It is really funny. <laughs> yeah, so just watch Shark Tank. It was awesome. Yeah. So everyone I was asking, yeah, just watch Shark Tank. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And, and then, yeah. And then now it's, uh, you're looking at how many locations in the next year, hopefully? In the next year. So we have five. So right now we have four. Yeah. Uh, we're in negotiations for five more. Um, and then we're hoping to have about 10 more. So up to 14 or 15 in about three years. Three to four years. Sure. 
Like, it usually takes about a year to build one. Yeah. Uh, oh, okay. Yeah, a year to go through the negotiations with the landlord. Uh, if we're going to franchise it, we need to vet the franchisee uh, and then build it. Building takes about, you know, five, six months. Yeah. So we usually allocate about a year. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because I know I've, like, trained. We're at the... the OG location right now on the south side, but uh, I've also trained up the downtown one, and both are just super awesome. Like I yeah. love it. Yeah. And uh, and in terms of like a training space for somebody who used to be a high performance athlete, like can't beat it. Mm-hmm. So I really, I, I this would be like my ideal spot to train for sure. So okay. uh, and to and just waiting till it opens again. Uh, yeah, I know, right? So uh, well, like, yeah. what's the the kind of plan there and uh, what are you guys doing to kind of get ready for it? Yeah, so it's interesting because we have a lot of moving parts because we have physio, chiro, dietitians, acupuncture, yeah. as well as the gym. Yeah. So um, some of the spaces are open for the offices. Yeah, and today is May 26th. Yep. I'm not sure when this episode is going to get published, but at this point, like some of those offices are yes. offices are. so we're waiting. Semi-open. So we're in phase one. Robert reopening, we're waiting for phase two. Yeah. So phase one was physio and Cairo, uh, mental health services. Yeah. Actually, they were kind of open the whole time. Uh, so some of the offices are open, have been open the whole time. Phase two is going to be massage, acupuncture, maybe athletic therapy. Uh, so by phase two, we should have hopefully all the offices open. Right. Um, so we're following the guidelines that their colleges set uh, because they have specific guidelines that patients coming in. Posters, um, reception area has to be set up a certain way, sanitation, et cetera, et cetera. So we're following those. Yeah. What's interesting is that there's no association for gyms. Um, so there's no um, regulatory body to say that you have to follow this, 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 or this. So, okay. Yeah, so if you open a gym, there's not uh, any recommendation saying you have to use this kind of product for disinfecting. You have to disinfect this many times. Uh, placement of your equipment has to be this distance apart. There's nothing like that. Mm-hmm. We're actually looking at building a building, a, building an association for that, um, because without regulation, there's no ability to lobby, right? So because so a college for physiotherapy, for example, the physiotherapists can kind of sit back and say, okay, our college is going to uh, lobby for us to get us open in a certain time, and they did. Yeah, like they pushed them to be able to open on May fourth. So. <clears throat> phase one for Alberta was supposed to be, or it was uh, May 14th. Yeah. They're all able to open sooner because there's regulatory um, bodies that can mo- monitor physiotherapy. Right. Same as Cairo. Uh, there's nothing for personal training. And there's nothing for gyms. So Yet. Yet. We're <laughs> we're building that right now. Uh, yeah, because once there is, it opens up so much more opportunity for gyms, gym owners, and personal trainers uh, to have a voice of um, someone you know, helping them out. Sure. Right? Um, a big thing is, say, for example, someone gets sued as a personal trainer. Where can they go to uh, for assistance? Or on the flip side, if a personal trainer is doing something illegal to a client, where can the client go uh, to say, hey, like, yeah. can you stop this guy's wrist? Like, there's nothing. Yeah. Uh, so we're looking at putting some implantation in that regard. As well as it opens up the ability for personal trainers to be an insured benefit. Wow. Right? Awesome. Is there anything like that anywhere else, like outside of the city or outside the province? Or? No. Oddly enough. Yeah. I think it's, um, there's so many certifications out there. Yeah. It's difficult to find one overarching governing body. We have a strategy to be able to allow everyone to come in mm-hmm. um, because, you know, if you have 
15 certifications for personal trainer, which ones do you choose? Yeah. That can come and come which one do you allow? Exactly, yeah. Which one is bullshit? Like, yeah, uh, it's true, yeah. Yeah, yeah like, four-year degree or weekend course. Like, yeah, for sure. Should they both be able to operate? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, because, I mean, I got, like, my first trainer certificate, like, it was exactly that. It was a weekend course, and okay, good to go. Yeah. And then, uh, but what I know is not what you know. <laughs> <laughs> so, oh, yeah. yeah. Yeah, it's crazy. Yeah, so where do you draw the line? Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, no, that's awesome. So when do you hope to kind of like roll that out or it's just kind of in progress in the background? That one's in progress, right? That What's it called again, if you don't mind? So or that one is called, um, so like, for example, physiotherapy is just the College of Physiotherapy of Alberta. Yeah. We're just going to call it the College of Fitness Instructors of Alberta. Awesome. Right? Yeah. yeah. So it overarches, uh, you know, yoga instructors, personal trainers, spin instructors, just so that they have, uh, you know, a place to go to for support yeah. as well as for the public if they have any questions about the yeah. how to get certified or any complaints they need to bring up. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so when you're like building your business, I guess, like, is there anybody that, because this show is about leadership and, and I think you're like obviously an awesome kind of business head leader, whatever you want to call it. Um, do you have anybody that you kind of look for, for that mentorship or that, uh, that support for yourself? Uh, yeah, I've gone through a few mentors, I guess you'd say, just individuals who, you know, were super yeah. happy to you know, give their time for yeah. nothing, which is great. It was so awesome. This one guy, um, well, I won't name him, but, uh, he was just a client of mine. Yeah. And we just, he just started asking me some questions about business and answer them, still training him. Yep. And then uh, he would just ask some more questions, more questions, more questions, and found out that he has been a pretty successful guy in business. Yeah. Not in, not in gyms, which I think is great. It uh, really gives me a different perspective. Um, some people ask, like, hey, should I find mentors? Absolutely. Yeah. I, I recommend finding someone not in your realm oh, of okay. profession because they'll give you, you know, an insight that you probably won't be able to see. Sure. Right? I'm quite close to gyms, so yeah. I'll have an opinion against gyms, and if someone in the gym business provides me with their opinion, they're like, no, 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 you're wrong, Yeah. and this is why, versus someone who's completely coming in totally different. From an outside. Exactly. It's like, yeah. I'm, I'm a user. I'm, I'm your client. I'm your customer. Yeah. Right? So it provides me with a way, way better perspective on that. Yeah, I think, um, I know even for myself, like, I, I try and have a few different mentors for a few different things, mm-hmm. if that makes sense. And like, uh, I don't know if you can say the same, but I mean, like the the value of mentorship for me personally has been just like amazing. Totally. Um, so, is there any one person in particular that you that you currently seek for advice still? Uh, you don't have to name, them, but uh, yes, no. Okay. Honestly, yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yes. And no. Like the nice <laughs> thing is, that I'm working with some of them. Yeah. Which is great. Yeah. So I can be able to bounce ideas off of them. Uh, as an individual outside, I still have a person that I love to reach out to. I have in the past. Uh, I want to hit some of the things. One of the things that I feel like it's really important when you have a mentor is that you execute on the idea that they provided mm-hmm. uh, before reaching out to them again. Uh, because you know they're giving their time for free. Yeah. Or for a meal, right? You better show that you're working towards what they're actually saying. Because if you just take their ideas and uh, do nothing with them and then ask them for more, you didn't act on the previous stuff I told you to, right? Yeah. So So it's basically saying, like, uh, you know what, I don't really actually, I don't actually value your advice. Exactly, yeah. Yeah, Yeah, so the, you know, the ideas that this guy gave me, 
amazing, absolutely amazing. And they're, they're going to take a long time to implement. Yeah. Uh, I've been trying to implement them for the past year. Uh, and we're getting close, which is good. So once I'm able to push that step, I'll reach out to again and say, hey, like, so I did it. It took me a while. Yeah. This is what it is. What do you think about it? Yeah. Awesome. Yeah. Um, that's great. Um, one of the other interesting things that I've, that I found just talking to you um, over the years, I guess, is is uh, your vetting process for new kind of franchisees because mm -hmm. you are a leader and now you're trying to hire other people to basically look after their own spaces, their own businesses, essentially. So what's your vetting process like if somebody wants to open an Evolve gym? Yeah, so um, there's one that I took from... Um Another big franchise, right? The nice thing is that a lot of franchises just want to help each other out, which is great. A lot of good franchise associations are there for support. Okay. So uh, one of them was talking about three Cs, so it's capital commitment and... Uh... Oh, shit. I can't remember the last It doesn't thing. matter. Yeah, it doesn't matter, right? <laughs> two, two out of three is good. It doesn't matter. Uh, yeah, so there has to be a capital requirement. So do they have the wherewithal to do it? Yeah. Because it really just boils down to that. Like, if you're going to look at getting bank loans... You need a certain net worth to be able to do it. Sure. You can have the commitment or the capacity to do it. Uh, but if you don't have the money, you just can't. So we do look for minimum requirements. Oh, there's a third C, right? Yes, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, capacity to be able to actually do it, right? Uh, um, you can have a committed, committed person. So committed is I want to be able to do it. Yeah. Uh, I have the time. Capacity, they actually have the, time, the ability to do it. Um, so we want to make sure that individual... Yeah, has good good net worth. Um, is committed so that they'll put hundred percent into it, and also has the capa capability. It wasn't capacity; it was capability. It's okay. <laughs> yeah. Four C's. Exactly. Four C's. <laughs> yeah. Can they actually do it? Right? Yeah, yeah. So um, the position has evolved over time because what we see. So the whole model now is more like a landlord. I'm a mini landlord. Yeah. Right. So, the gym. Think about it. Say this one is, uh, we'll say, fifteen thousand square feet. Okay. We have personal trainers renting space on the gym. Yeah. Right. So we're allowing that space to be rented out. Then we have offices being rented out. So in our downtown location, for example, we have close to seventy businesses. What we want to do, from uh, the leadership position of a franchisee or manager, whoever wanna, who is going to be in that spot, we want them to teach strong business practices to all the tenants mm -hmm. so that they can build a very successful business within our business. Yeah, I was going to actually uh, ask because you kind of said like, hey, no promises. I'm not here to help you with your business, but maybe there is some kind of wiggle room for that. Exactly, yeah. There's some resources, I guess. Yeah, so say for example, if you were a, uh, if you're a personal trainer, say, hey, I need clients. Yeah. My preference is... I'll give you clients if I, if I have it for sure because I know it, it immediately helps your business. But in my head, I'm trying to build a long-term relationship and success of you. So I want you to be able to build a strong business. So I much prefer to teach you the business practices of getting your own clients, um, you know, lead gen, lead nurture, sales, retention, uh, ascension, right? Yeah. All the five components of business so that you can do it yourself. Yeah. Because then if I have, say, 15, 20, 30 trainers very, very skilled at business as well as performing their skill set on the floor. It's a win-win for everyone. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. So that's kind of the whole thought. So rather than having a strong sales force like uh, other gyms would have, yeah. you know, let's build up the practitioners and the trainers here so they can build the businesses for everyone. 
So what do you look for? Uh, is there any like particular trait in, in a trainer or a potential franchisee that you're looking for specifically? Or, um, um, let's see, on the trainer side. Like not just they're nice. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like um, you know, being able to um, think outside the box. I think that really is the king thing, as well as being able to accept um, no a lot. Okay. Yeah, because in, in any business, right, um, the no's will come more often than the yeses. It really depends on how or how you react to those. Yeah. Like your marketing, there's a lot of marketing strategies that don't work. Yep. Right. So you got to do a test, retest method. Test, test, test. So yeah. You got to test, learn about it, and then you know do it again. And that's hard for people to be able to think of an idea, implement it, see that it failed, yeah. and then be have, okay with it being exactly wrong. be okay, and then go ahead. Yeah. And right? so be able to go through that um, that cycle as quickly as possible and as frequently as possible is difficult for some individuals. Yeah. So that's kind of the trait that I look for, especially on that track from the trainer, the massage therapist, whoever, as well as the franchisee. Uh, yeah. Awesome. Uh, so here's a kind of a tough one. If you have two kind of equal candidates, how what is the deciding factor? Um, so the deciding factor, I guess from... I guess from what perspective, a franchisee or a trainer? Let's do franchisee. Okay. Um, it would be more so if they were both the same on paper. Yeah. Yeah. It'd be easily it'd be easy to determine who's going to be better from their from their personality. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Because you want someone you can work well with. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Hmm. Uh, to be able to bounce ideas off. Of. Yeah. And to be able to join into the company, the leadership, the vision. Yeah. Uh, you can have a phenomenal person who is excellent on paper, can hammer this business out, no problem, can make a huge amount of money for that one location. Yeah. But may not um, play ball. Sure. To the whole time. Right? And that could cause issues down the road. Yeah. Yeah. You want someone who plays well with the team. Yeah. Yeah. Because it really is, um, like the benefit of a franchise is that you have so many heads coming together. Yeah, and with that, like, how do you, as like, I guess the, the the oversight, kind of manage, like, making sure that every location is still uh, aligning with your mission, your vision. Um, the nice thing is that I want flexibility uh, for the franchisees. I don't want them to feel like they have to follow a certain path. Yeah. Because I feel that every location is a perfect testing ground. Yeah. Because there's such flexibility in the business model of what kind of trainer to have, what kind of group sessions to do, what kind of practitioner to have, I want them to test. Sure. Because uh, that really gives me an idea of where to push it for the future locations. And a, a perfect example is a downtown location. Yeah. Um, it's way different than our other locations. That's yeah, definitely. High-end retail setting, um, you know, swanky. Yeah, like, oh, I love the steam room there. Yeah, totally. Yeah, it's phenomenal steam room. Yeah, and like initially this one is more industrial, yeah, uh, more grungy, if you will, uh, yeah. more hardcore. Some people say I don't think it's hardcore. Yeah, but the dungeon gym. Yeah, yeah, sure. Yeah. Uh, so it's really interesting seeing the um, benefits and disadvantages to both. Yeah. Right. So Johnny, the franchisee, did a phenomenal job with it, and we're definitely taking a lot of what he did and applying it to, to new locations. Yeah. And so super thankful. Interesting. That he, yeah, I was able to join the team. And, you know, that he had the flexibility and want to do, um, you know, push it to the next level. Yeah. yeah. I think you already answered my, my next question. Like, where are 
now like you have the initial amazing idea and now where are the good ideas in your organization coming from yeah where do you go and get them uh internally for sure um we also look at you know opportunities that people aren't doing yeah um and just applying them the nice thing is that and this this question always comes up especially when it comes down to trainers or mentors wanting to expand sure is that if i bring on something someone else fearful that they're going to take something away from me they're going to take my business away yeah so if i'm a trainer i say okay i'm going to hire you as a trainer and then you're going to train some clients they're fearful that the trainer's just going to take over the clients and leave yeah i would say like it's not going to happen because okay. there's so many there's so few people who actually want to run their own business the vast majority want to um be an employee yeah vast i mean majority. you you didn't want it exactly yeah, yeah i didn't want it yeah, yeah. so um uh where's it going with that it makes sense. It has something, but uh, yeah, I'm not gonna cut it. It's I know fun. it doesn't matter. <laughs> uh, but yeah, like ideas for sure, they definitely stem from from internally. Like chatting with the franchisees, yeah. chatting with uh, my partners. Yeah, uh, it all works. Really and now well. you just have this machine, basically. Exactly. Yeah. 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 Surround people. Surround yourself with the people who challenge your opinions, uh, and it's great. Yeah. And and way different aspects as well. Yeah. yeah. So what are you doing now um, to continue like your own kind of personal development? Um, the nice thing about being your own boss and being in a position where you need to wear multiple hats is that you're forced to learn. Yeah. Um, so I've learned stuff from insurance to landlord negotiations, to contracts, to legal, to accounting. So, um, I'm just, the next step right now is all, a lot of this landlord negotiations. Yeah. Right. Especially with COVID-19, right? Yeah. Seeing how to position yourself again with a landlord, not, not against the landlord. You always want to work with a landlord. Um, people view it as like, oh, that bastard is going to steal yeah, my yeah, money yeah. and cause me a business. <laughs> I, they still want a tenant. So you need to be able to you know, address those their concerns and how you guys can work together. So right now it's a lot about that. Yeah. Well, that was, I guess, like that is a personal question for me too because like I love, like I just love learning so much. I just finished my semester. And before the semester had even wrapped up, I was already like, okay, I'm going to jump onto this next course on my own to do. Um, but it can get tough prioritizing things. Mm-hmm. So like, how do you prioritize what comes next? Like, is it usually like a reactive type situation where you're like, oh, I have to do this. And now, okay, now I have need to learn landlord negotiations or do you have like a system for it? Or Myself, it's always, um, yeah, reactive. Uh, for certain t- for certain things, uh, and then learn as I'm doing it. Yeah. So okay, COVID nineteen is happening. Okay, I need to engage the landlords. I need to figure out what they're looking for. I got to learn the programs that the government's coming out of. Mm-hmm. Know them well, and then chat with my landlord. And then you know, chat with them. Say like, hey, are you using this program? What about this? What about that? What about that? Yeah. What are, what are our options? Interesting. Yeah. Yeah. Awesome. Um, I guess something that I always like to ask. Uh, my guests are book recommendations. So what, uh, do you have one or two or three books that you've read or are reading that you just find that are just like amazing for helping your mindset, helping you kind of get ahead? Yep, for sure. Uh, I don't read a lot. Okay. Um, YouTube videos, man. <laughs> Honestly, I love watching stuff. Yeah. But like when I read a book, it takes me a while. Yeah. Because I want to try to implement as much as I can in that book. I was in this kind of phase maybe about two years ago. I was like, oh, I'm going to read as many books as possible. Yeah. And I honestly just forget. I forget yeah. what the content was in the previous book. 
So I, it takes me a long time to go through a book. Yeah. Because there's so many good points. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I, I am an awful reader in the sense where I'm reading like five books at once. And then just very slowly. Yes. <laughs> so do you have it? Sorry. Uh, yeah, books. Yeah. So um, business model generation. Okay. It's a phenomenal book. Uh, business and, model generation. Yeah, business model generation. Okay. It's just purely about creating new business models. Uh, it's awesome. And step by step, uh, really, really good information and really forces you to think about business. Mm -hmm. So yeah, it takes me three days to go through 10 pages mm -hmm. uh, because there's so much stuff that I need to write down and then actually like look at the business plan that we're having we have or we're going to develop in the future and then apply it those practices in the book to it so uh, that one's phenomenal yeah absolutely amazing and then from the same group um, value yeah value proposition okay uh, how to create the best value proposition interesting yeah do you have any just like enjoyable not to say that those aren't, but I mean, just like fun, fun books. No. <laughs> Not a Lord of the Rings guy? Uh, the last fun book I read was, um, uh, what was it? M Mockingjay? What's that, that series? Oh, uh, Hunger Games. Hunger Games, <laughs> yes. Yes, that, that was my last time that I read yeah. a fun book. Oh, awesome. Uh, all the books yeah. that I read um, are just like business stuff. Yeah. <laughs> but again, like I don't say like I'm this crazy book guy. I just read. Yeah, those are the books I like. Yeah, yeah awesome. Yeah. And uh, you're busy. Uh, I don't think we even talked about it, but you're a dad too. So I mean, yep. I guess you're reading those books soon. Uh, read them. Yeah, in the past. Yeah, because yeah. Annika is almost three, and then Evie is ten months old. Yeah, that's great. Yeah. Awesome. Um, is there anything that you want listeners to know about the gym or about um, stuff that's going to be coming up for Evolve or for you? Yeah. Um, you know, we're heavy to the expansion plan now, which is good. Uh, we just signed a deal with Amazon. Yeah, in Vancouver. Yep. That was going to be amazing. And when will that gym be open, do you think? I think 2023. Yeah. Yeah, because the building. So if you're listening in Vancouver. Yes, exactly. <laughs> we're coming downtown. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, it's going to be phenomenal. Yeah. Yeah, I really, really looking forward to that one. Yeah. Yeah, the building is still being built. Like, it's 30 floors, and they're still pouring concrete on the fourth floor. So, yeah, it, that's why I was like, oh, how did it take so long? Because the building's not even there. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, a lot of that. Um, and, you know, like, we're changing. Our business model definitely has changed uh, throughout the years. Now it's, you know, we want to build a strong team of contractors under us. To be able to say, hey, if you want to expand your business and grow your business, just come and do it here. Yeah. The overhead is peanuts compared to if you're doing it by yourself. And what we've seen, especially with the COVID-19 situation, is that there's a lot of people that are happy they don't have a big space. Sure. Uh, you know, an example is that we have a Cairo here who was going to take on 3,000 square feet, and he's so happy that he did not. Yeah. Because he would have been screwed, right? So oh, yeah. Like a five-year lease paying all this money. You can come here, rent a room. Um, you know, use of you know, rent a uh, two hundred forty square feet and use thirteen thousand. Yep. Right. So super super easy. Like uh, it's a fast way to expand and to scale as well. There's a lot of our partners within the building as well as other locations who want to expand with us. Right? So every time we open a new location, they're going to open up another location for themselves. Yeah. It's super easy to expand. Yeah. Awesome. Okay. Well, uh, I really appreciate 
the time, as always. Yeah, for um, sure. And uh, yeah, thanks. And yeah. if you want to reach John or, or reach out to Evolve, you can go to evolvestrength.ca. Yep. Uh, and if you want to talk to John, then do you want people to know how to contact you? You shoot me an email. Yeah, shoot him an email. Yeah, easy. Yeah. yeah. So, uh, uh, great. Thanks. You're welcome. Good stuff. Cool. <laughs>